sometimes feel that there's nobody to talk to about the things you need to talk about? Well, look no further. Welcome to Paper Hope Next Generation on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Rio, Tamara, and Yvonne are here to discuss the topics you've been asking about. Now, here's Paper Hope Next Generation. Welcome to the program, Paper Hope Next Generation on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I'm Rio Wade. I'm Yvonne Allen. I'm Tamara Wade. <laughs> or mom. Or mom. Sorry to freak you I'm out, Rio. I know. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Yvonne was looking some other direction, and I looked at her to say her name, and she was looking at something, and looking then you're the like, buffalo. and then I just got distracted. <laughs> Hi, everyone. How it's, are you guys? It's cold outside. Yeah, we're Phoenicians, and it's like yeah. 70 degrees, and we're cold. I no, flannel. True story. My friends, I have some people from North Dakota that are here, and they're wearing shorts. <laughs> And we're all in sweaters and sweatpants over at our friend's house, and they're in shorts. I'm like, What's I saw some kids at Starbucks today. They had like scarves on and like, like astronaut jackets. <laughs> like, calm down. It's only like sixty. <laughs> it's very cold and rainy here in Phoenix. And what is it like fifty four? None of us can aren't handle adapted. it. Let me look this up. Yeah, none of us no. can handle it. So. so, what are you and I and Yvonne talking about today? Here we go. Mm, the topic that we will eventually discuss because it's a toughie. Is regret. Did you hear me? I said regret. (laughs) I I regret that I did not hear you. That's too bad. Well, I don't know. Mom brought this up because she saw something or heard something. You know her. She always sees or hears something. I did. I was listening to the Bruce St. James show on KTAR, and they um, they did an amazing job covering this topic with such heart. And I thought I wanted to bring this to you guys because... They didn't really talk about regret in the way that we're going to talk about it today, but they were referencing an article written by a hospice nurse. Mm. And it's actually a book that she's written, and it's been written into lots of different articles about these top five things that she witnesses on the deathbed. Mm-hmm. And we want to share them with you guys today. And I want it's they're very profound. Yeah. So these are people like just to break it down, people that have literally lived their whole lives. Mm-hmm. As baby to dead, <laughs> they almost dead, and they're sharing insight as to things that they regret mm-hmm. in their life. And I feel like, why aren't people paying attention to this? This is so important because mm-hmm. you get to see what they're regretting so that maybe you don't make the same mistakes. It's like that whole parenting thing where they're like, don't make my mistake, but you, do you don't really <laughs> listen to your parents. But I feel like you would listen to a dying person and they're like, <laughs> they're like, this is what I regret in life. You would be like, oh, you mean it. Yeah, they oh, mean you're it. Because you're about to die. They so. mean it. Well, and you know, it's funny too, because like why this article resonated with me and like their discussion about it really hit home to me is I was there when my grandmother died. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were like, wow, how, how did you handle that? And it was beautiful. I have to tell you. You always tell me that and I just cannot picture Exactly. It. Like a lot of people can't. And like, you know, as families go, like we had stuff going on in our family. So it was kind of a moment for me driving down there knowing that this was it. It, it was go time, essentially. Like grandmother was going to pass. How am I going to walk in the door 
and be okay with this? Am I, what am I going to see? What am I going to do? Am I going to be able to reach forgiveness by the time I get mm-hmm. to the door? Mm-hmm. And, and that's another her? aspect of regret that we'll get to later. Yeah. Will I regret more doing it or will I yes. regret more not doing and it? And I tell you what, that's very true mm-hmm. because on my way down to my grandmother's house, I, I was very conflicted yeah. because I didn't know what I was going to walk into. But I had this overwhelming feeling that I needed to not only be there for my grandmother, but for my mom and my dad who were Mm -hmm. there tending to her along with hospice of Mm -hmm. the valley and when I got there I have to tell you it was I was so grateful that I was there by her side she was so beautiful and Mm -hmm. so peaceful and to be there helping my mom and my dad through something that kind of they kind of lost their minds a little bit Mm -hmm. and I don't know how I didn't (laughs) I just didn't and I was there when she finally passed and it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so, and the nurses that were there were from hospice of the Valley and they guided us every step of the way. So the fact that this woman who was a hospice nurse wrote this means so much to me. And I can't wait for us to get into this because Mm -hmm. those ladies that were there, they knew Mm -hmm. they were like, they would take me aside and they would be like, Hey, it's, it's like, you know, five or 10 minutes <laughs> and so weird. have, you know, have you guys taken care of everything? Like, it, are, are you okay with this? Yeah. Can we, you know, these are the things you need to do as she's passing. Mm-hmm. So these women and men that do, and there was a man that was there too, that was helping us are very intuitive and very insightful into the process of death. Yeah. So anyway, on a side note of that, I just, I'm very excited to get into these. So yeah, go, do you go ahead. S- What's the first one? What is the first thing? That people regret on their deathbed. This is the number five one, and it says, I wish that I had let myself be happier. Hmm. What do you think about that? As a whole. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of facets that that can be relating to. Let yourself be happier. I don't know. Maybe you were with people that suppressed your happiness, or maybe you didn't let yourself do the things that made you happy for one reason or the other. Or I think it's like, trying to be an optimist instead of a pessimist where you're thinking the glass is half full instead of empty or so many people like I woke up the other day and I was like today I'm not going to complain because I'm not really that fond of one of my jobs so I go in there (laughs) and I complain the whole time I was like I'm not going to complain today and it's just like having that mindset will make you feel less stressed and less angry at the world whereas if you're complaining all the time you're just like I hate my life and just being optimistic I think is important for happiness so I guess just like regretting allowing yourself to be happy and and instead of looking at things negatively just like as an outlook on life wished you would have saw the beauty in life as opposed Mm -hmm. to been so caught up in the negativity of life that is it's a really deep um, concept to grasp but this this is what people are saying when they're literally evaluating their entire life that they had just lived and they're like, wow, I wish I could have just been happier. Yep. And she writes in saying just very similarly to what you just said was that over the course of their lives that they had let a familiarity kind of set mm-hmm. in and that habits had kind of been placed and right. they never took the time to kind of reframe their thinking like you mm-hmm. did, Yvonne, when you were saying that you woke up and you're like, I've made a conscious choice not to go in and be crabby at work. And, and that's what she says, that, that the fear of change over, overtook these people to the point that they were unable to make yeah. powerful and beneficial choices to live in a more happy space. It's almost like giving up in a way, not, mm-hmm. not necessarily like wanting to die at an early age, but just giving up the fact that this is my life and that's all it's going to ever be. 
mm-hmm. kind of thing and not basically kicking yourself in the butt to do things that you want to do. Yeah. I feel like people just, they settle for everything in life. It takes and I, effort. <laughs> I, yeah. I feel like a tear of, you know, I wish I would have allowed myself to be happier is, um, blah, 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 blah. I lost my, it's very powerful. <laughs> well, I know. No, it's, it's a tough one to kind of get your head around. And, and for me, I've tried to live my life by this, but you know, on a day-to-day basis, sometimes things get in the way, you know, you let your stresses of life, <clears throat> excuse me, get in the way. And, you know, there's bills to pay yeah. and there's work <laughs> to go to. And, you know, you're I, not I, enjoying the small things. Exactly. So I literally don't know what I was going to say, but <laughs> that's all right. I'm like trying to think about it. Mm, you know, that happens to me all the time. That's all right. You've had way too much coffee. I think that's really the problem. (laughs) My brain's on like hyperspeed, so I feel like I probably already (laughs) said it, but I didn't say it. And then I was like thinking about something else too. I was like thinking of like a memory or something that happened yesterday. I don't know. And then I was like thinking about the future too at the same time. I just you just time warped like all over the place. Boom. Stay in today. Wake up. I'm here. Okay. You are present. You are present. No, because during planning, I came up with a lot of ideas too. So if you remember what they are, feel free to say it because I sure as hell don't. Oh, I know. I definitely will. Oh, man. Okay. That's the right. next one. The next one I thought, this one really hit me hard too. Well, they all did, but this one did pretty hard. Mm. I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. Think about that for just a minute. So like now when you're younger, like you ladies are approaching 20, you spend a lot of time with your friends, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's, that's it's kind important. of what life is. It's is a priority. What can I do to have time to spend with my friends? Right. It's a priority. Mm-hmm. So flash forward to when, you know, you find a partner and potentially have children right. and then what happens to your friend circle? Well, that happens to me already. Yeah. Like when I would be in a relationship, I'd just drop my friends and thank God I have really good friends that will stick there even when I'm being a butthead. Like... Mm-hmm they're still there when everything goes wrong. But mm-hmm. I've done that. My friend should have left me a long time ago, like when I was with that one person. And <laughs> I just would stop talking to them and they would tell me like, you don't hang out with us anymore. And I'm like, oh, I don't have time. I'm sorry. But I totally make did have excuses. time. Like I would make, yeah, exactly. I just make excuses. But mm-hmm. I was already letting my friend slip away or is like, but not good thing I like caught that now because as I get older, hopefully I'll be able to have a better balance with that and not ditch my Friends. It's the truth. How many times have we said on this show that the power of just one good friend mm-hmm. and that's what, not your partner? That's not your partner. Yeah. No, because I I don't know. I think it was Beyonce who was talking about this. That like she of course it was Beyonce. I love that girl, but she's talking about you know she loves her husband and she's very involved as a wife, but there is times that she needs to just talk to her girls. There, exactly. One of my really good friends actually lives with her boyfriend. She's barely 19, so she's our age. Mm-hmm. And she bought a house with him right after high school. And like they had roommates and stuff, but they live in the master bedroom together. And she recently, at a party we were at, was telling me that she's moving back in with her mom or yeah. getting a different place because... She's like, I literally don't have friends anymore. Like, I just, I feel bad trying to hang out with other people knowing that my boyfriend's home alone. But, like, I feel like I've lost myself because I don't have any friends left. Like, her and I hang out every now and then just because we love each other so much. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. It was just kind of sad because she's like, I don't know how to explain it to my boyfriend because I don't want to break up, but I don't want to live together anymore. And just kind of the conflict that you have in the balance of, keeping friends and having a partnership. And then also with great grandma, she didn't have anyone there. No. And you got to think about, this is also very generational, although it's very similar in a lot of ways. I think women, 
and maybe men too, but sometimes when you find that significant other, Mm -hmm. it's hard to make time for friends outside of that relationship, especially when it's new. And I think especially when you're young, like my grandmother, for instance, got married when she was 14. Right. 14. Dang. Dang. Yeah, but obviously it's still a problem now if we're struggling to balance. And then the regret on your deathbed of not keeping those ties really like illuminates that we need to find a way to make time oh yeah absolutely if that's what people are regretting oh yeah oh show but yeah no there's something that um i'll read what she writes about it when we come back from the break but for now (laughs) let's go to break (laughs) my name is javon you're listening to paper hope next generation on voice Join us every week for Paper Hope Next Generation. This is a program for all women, regardless of age, who want to connect and start having real conversations about tough subjects. None of our topics are off the table. From the pages of the Paper Hope blog to the internet radio airwaves, we'll talk about the topics that impact women with specific focus on relationships, family, community, and self. Join Paper Hope Next Generation live every Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Hope that you will be a part of the conversation. Take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to the Paper Hope Next Generation. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Rio, Tamara, and Yvonne on Paper Hope Next Generation. Welcome back to the program, Paper Hope Next Gen on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I'm Rio Wade, one of your lovely hosts for this evening. And we are talking about regret, which in my case, I don't know about y'all, but it's kind of an uncomfortable feeling (laughs) when you start thinking about all the things that you regret in your life because to me it reminds me of like that embarrassing moment when you like fall down during a presentation that (laughs) happened to me before and like every time I think about it I kind of get like a ball in my throat and I'm just like ooh like you kind of just get like the chills that cringy cringe and you kind of want to barf a little bit (laughs) (laughs) but that's what I feel like when I think about the things that we regret but Oh, see, it just makes me like so grossed right? out when I think about the things that I regret. Like I could slap myself in the face. Oh, yeah. Like Jesus Christ. <laughs> Stop <laughs> thinking about that. Okay. No, but for real, it's a very important topic. Obviously, if it causes me to feel gross. To have a guttural <laughs> reaction. Yeah. What is it called in dance? You have a, a kin- kinesthetic response. Yep, yep. <laughs> Your body's physically responding to what you're thinking yeah, about. Yeah, literally. That's okay. intense. So That's we intense. went over... Um, 
What's, what's well, the first reference? one we talked about in the prior segment was I wish I had let myself be happier. This is written from a book um, that a, a hospice nurse had written the top five regrets of the dying. Mm. And we're going over them right now. And the, the one we just talked about was um, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. Yeah. And I wanted to read to you what she said. And it echoes what we were talking about in the last segment. Um, but she says, many had become so caught up in their lives that they had let golden friendships slip by over the years. There were many deep regrets about not giving friendships the time and effort that they deserve. Mm -hmm. Everyone misses their friends when they're dying. Isn't that sad? That's very profound. And I'm going to say that word a thousand times this Sunday, (laughs) but like it really hit me hard. Like your friends, like we were talking about earlier, when you're younger, like you guys, you make time for your friends, right? right? It's a priority. Well, in our, you know, vulnerable adolescence and our <laughs> heightened emotional state and all, we need those anchors to make sure yeah. that we don't go insane. But why, who's to say that we don't need them anymore at a certain point or not? We always no. need those people. You're always, and maybe in your life, you're like, so when you're younger, you may have like 20 friends. And I'm, I don't know the number, <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? <laughs> but as you lot. get- 20 as, friends. I got two. <laughs> You may end up with one. Yeah. And that's okay. I really want to put that out there because I have one really amazing friend that I I talk to on a daily basis and I adore her and love her (laughs) and she accepts me for who I am and all of my craziness. And I have a lot of very good friends that are Mm -hmm. in my life, but I don't get to see them as much. And Mm -hmm. equally, I know that they would be there for me, but I have that one that's there every day. But it, the the whole point of this is it's important to maintain those friendships throughout life. Like there's, I don't feel like unless something happens where you need to like expire the friendship, I feel like you should hold on to those friends mm-hmm. forever. Like yep. what's the point of not being friends with them anymore if something tragic doesn't happen? I, I don't know. And, and I can just tell you, I know that we're not getting into tips, but I, I have to throw this one out here. You know, just text your friends every once in a while yeah. and be like, hey, I'm thinking about you. I do it all the time. I used to do that, but... N- just because I had more close friends mm-hmm. back in high school and now I just have like the one friend. Mm-hmm. I really don't have anyone to text anymore to be like, hey, it's okay. thinking of you. But I do have Summer and she lives in Tucson and she, I text her all the time because we don't see each other as yeah. much. You could text producer Bruce <laughs> and our program. Like, I need some loving. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> producer Bruce and um, program director Perry Damone would really love a little friends. friendship text. I love my friends. I'm just saying. You know what I mean. I have like no, friends, like the good friends. Whoops. <laughs> but I also have um, like one of my best friends. Like we don't talk as much as we did like when we still went to the same school back in like middle mm-hmm. school. But she's been my like best friend since like fourth grade, like way too long. But <laughs> she's always there. Like every time like I end up breaking up with someone, she's the one that comes right over to my house. Even though we hadn't talked in like six months, she'll be there. Like she's always, she's going to be like the person in my wedding even though like I don't talk to her like right. for months on end, she'll be like one of my bridesmaids. Like she's just that friend. That's always, she's never going to so, leave. I'm so glad I that you her. have those connections. So this other one I think is also very powerful. I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. <laughs> I do. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa dare. Yeah. Well, the, when you said that originally, it made me think of, so here's the scenario where you're on your deathbed and you're dying and you're leaving behind a legacy, but that legacy isn't who you really are. Exactly. 
Isn't that sad to like, think that your essence as a person will never be understood by anyone on this earth because you didn't allow yourself to be who you were. To be vulnerable yeah. and to be seen by other people. Now, that's profound. That is <laughs> profound. Like, when you said this in Planning Rail, you quoted Avatar. Oh, and yeah. at first, I didn't get it. And you were like, but I see you. And then when I heard what you said, like, I, tears started welling yeah, up in my I, eyes. Yeah, I, like, made a joke. I was like, that's some AWA shit. And she's just like, oh, What? Uh, I didn't get the not reference. funny, Rio. Like, yeah. Yeah. Don't stop joking at this time. But I was like, no, seriously, in Avatar, they stress this like this like earthly thing where you the their greeting is I see you. That's so powerful. You know? Like their salutation, I see you. She <laughs> mom's like crying. Oh right my now. god, it chokes me up. No, but they the way they describe it is you you see who they are. You mm-hmm. see their soul as it, as it is for what it is and who they are. And I feel like so many times people don't allow themselves to be seen by anyone because a they have a wall mm-hmm. or they were never taught how to healthful healthily <laughs> healthfully <laughs> healthfully <laughs> express <laughs> themselves Helpful. how to be I don't seen know. I, you know I, I think mean. it's probably one of the most difficult and beautiful things you can do for yourself is allow people to see who you are as a human being well and i think a lot of times too is people don't know who they are or they don't allow themselves to to listen to themselves Mm -hmm. or like they because this is a a hard lesson and i don't even know if i'm going to be able to like explain it in words but like figuring out yourself by yourself so like if you don't even know who you are Mm -hmm. in the first place you're not going to be able to express to anyone who you really are and i feel like people don't have the tools Mm -hmm. or people are scared or they're they're being pressured into to one being one way or the other way and they're not you know basically allowed by society or or whatever happened along the way they're not allowed to be themselves yep. i just think of summer she got kicked out because she had gauges i was just ears. about to say that i was like that reminds me of summer and how her parents yeah. wanted her to go to school for one thing she's like no i'm going to school for she art like is doing exactly. such a good job like, of of allowing herself to be herself and i feel like that has a lot to do with this show because she's yep. been around us for so long and you know heard mom say you gotta do you basically yep and so now she's broken the cycle of her parents her parents are probably the two people in this world that I know that are full of the most regret ever in their in anyone I've ever met before. They literally regret every single thing they've ever done their whole life, and that's why they were taking it out on summer. They're they're like blocked in their head where they have no way to to cleanse themselves of that regret and actually see life how it is. They're not allowing themselves to be cleansed yeah, they, of it. Yeah. Like they're they've made a choice. Yeah. It's a yeah. choice. It really is. And so. and this why this one really just crushes me is because the young women who are listening to our show if you can get one thing from this episode I want you to get in touch with who you are Mm -hmm. so that you can express yourself to somebody else and what a rich and full life you will have when you are able to allow yourself to be seen and be loved I feel like I how do I explain it like this is such an abstract thing (laughs) to try to explain but there's like a feeling you get when you do something 100% for yourself. Yeah, like you and completely... Not yeah. You weren't changing. You were becoming who you were. Like after the whole ex-boyfriend stuff yeah. and you flipped mm-hmm. your well, life no, to what you wanted to I, be. I just relate it to fashion just because it's the oh, easiest yeah. thing. <laughs> I mean, it's the easiest thing to relate it to is now I literally will wear whatever the hell I want. Like if you saw what I was wearing right now, I'm... 
I'm wearing well, an extra large, fl- oh. extra large boy flannel buttoned <laughs> up. All, well, it was buttoned up all the way, <laughs> all the way to the top with some gauged spiky earrings in right now and leggings. Like, if if I wasn't living for myself, I there's no way I would walk out of the house with this. But getting, I was like so pleased with myself being able to walk out of the house comfortably yep. and what I was wearing. And I feel like that's a feeling that a lot of people never experience. No, nope, because they're living for other people. It's like the when you know, you know kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like you, when you know that you're living for yourself, you know. Yeah, you do. And you feel happy mm-hmm. and you feel confident. Yeah. And, and you've been doing this since high school. Well, it's a it's a hard thing to try to formulate in your yeah. head because you can't you can't practice something that you've never seen or you can't do something that you've never seen done basically. Right. So Right. So on the other note on this one too that really resonated with me was a lot of times I'll tell people I love them and I do it often. Mm-hmm. It's very important to me. This chokes me up thinking about it. <laughs> We're emotional today. Very emotional. <laughs> My mom Oof. I know. I don't even know what you're saying or else I'd help you out. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. Let me take a moment. (sighs) I want to know what it is now. Um, Mom's cancer. Mm. Mom, you're going to make me cry. Stop. I can speak for her on this (laughs) one. This happened to me not too long ago. Um, Obviously, like you live with your parents. You love having your parents and all these people that you care for, but you don't, and you love them. You don't voice that you love them. And my mom was misdiagnosed with cancer not too long ago and my world was over like I thought I was gonna lose my mom and I only had like so much time with her and it freaked me out like I was done I was I cried myself to sleep (laughs) for like nights and thank god it was a misdiagnosis and it was just a swollen lymph node or whatever but at that moment it's like I tell my mom I love her every single day now no matter what like I will not go to bed angry at her because you don't know how fast you can lose someone like like, even if it wasn't cancer, they just got in a car. Like, you don't know when the last time you're going to see someone is. So don't ever not tell them how much you love them because people need to hear it sometimes. We've had so many deaths around us yeah. lately. I, I think of um, Brittany Campbell's mom, mm-hmm. who, um, Debbie Campbell, and this just happened a couple weeks ago. Her mom died suddenly of a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And um, I love them both very much, their whole family. And um, I, I remember being at the wake and... Uh, Tanya, Debbie's sister, told me that Brittany felt very good because the last thing that she had said to her mom was, I love you. Mm-hmm. And um, this is very important. Yeah, It is very important to be able to tell the ones in your life how you feel about them. Because when they are taken suddenly or they become ill, you don't want to live with that regret. Yeah. And I am so grateful that my mom is cancer-free. She's coming up on her fifth year of remission, but we've learned how to express our feelings to each other through this. And a lot of people think I'm very strange because I'm always like, I love you, or I'll text you, I love you, or I'll hug up on you all the time. But it's because I really, really, really want you to know how I feel about you when we part ways. I'm sorry. We're going to take some time to recover right now, and we'll be back hopefully a little bit more cheery. So... Um, for now, we're Paper Hope Next Gen on the Voice American Empowerment Channel. Be right back.
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to the Paper Hope Next Generation. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Rio, Tamara, and Yvonne on Paper Hope Next Generation. Welcome back to the program, Paper Hope Next Generation on Abortion America Empowerment Channel. I'm Real Wade, and I'm talking in a funny accent because we need to shake this funk off because we are talking about some deep shit, and y'all need to stop crying because I can't do it. I did. I'm sorry. Y'all are crying because I'm too awkward, and I can't. Sorry. (laughs) I don't know how. I I feel a little better now. I blew my nose and wiped my tears off. But on on a real note, at least people got to understand the importance of what we're talking about. It's quite important. Which is regret. Um, and just to sum it up, and then we're done, um, <laughs> the regret of not telling those you love that you love them because you never know when they're going to be gone. Literally, you never know when they're going to be gone. Nope. So don't have so much pride like me where you can't be mushy and tell people that you love them because you need to. Yeah, you need to, and they need to hear it from you. Yeah. I think that's the other thing, too, is how, how beneficial that is for everyone involved. Yeah. So enough of that. Enough of that. I know. Sorry. What's the next regret that people have literally on their deathbed? I love this one. And I'm going to read to you what she says. It says, um, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Hmm. 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 That sounds like a familiar topic. Hmm. (laughs) So she said that every male patient that she had nursed missed their children's youth and their partner's companionship. She said women did also talk about this, but not so much because the generations, of course, that she's been um, nursing were older and the males Mm -hmm. were mostly the breadwinners. But and then she goes on to say, all of the men that I have nursed deeply regretted spending so much of their lives on the treadmill of the work experience. Mm -hmm. And this one's really important, I think, to share with women young women in your generation because you have the opportunities now that were never there in prior generations and if you're thinking of hopping on that work treadmill yeah i this is maybe we should talk about it in a different show too but i feel like it's ironic that now the quote fight for women's rights is quote encouraging women to strive for the corporate job because we're trying to be equal to men and I feel like that's almost going to bite us in the ass eventually because do we yeah. really want the corporate job? I feel like men don't even want the corporate job. So, I wonder about that myself. You know, but I'm kind of thinking about it like it's kind of this weird thing that's going to breed a lot of regret if we're going to poten- come to... Potentially, because I do know some ladies that I work with at my corporate job that have chosen not to get married and not to have well, children yeah, that's, and they really thrive in that environment of course so. there's always going to be people like mm-hmm. just like there's people that really want to be the elephant poop scooper at the zoo like <laughs> i kind of want that they job. just really want to do that and that's great <laughs> they love animals so much and they just want them to have clean cages if it's the last thing they do that's fine i love it but just like there's always going to be women who really want to be the ceo of a company that's fine and have you know endless amounts of work and mm-hmm. not be able to have a family whatever like to each their own but I feel like the the false 
the false notion of wanting the corporate job and wanting to be the head honcho and all this is going to is going to breed some regret in the long run because if you if you right. don't want to be the one to waste your life on work that you need to pay attention to that before you dive into the the corporate world. Well, yeah, not only like um you know, wasting your time that maybe you want to spend on other things. Yeah. Um how about choosing a job that makes you feel like you're never working a day in your life? Well, we whoop, talk whoop. about that all the time. Our was it on this show, the last show we talked about or the one before that or whatever where you yeah, shared our Five-year plan. Change, yeah, it's a five-year plan. Okay, yeah. yeah. Then, yeah. I mean, we're picking something that we are going to love doing every single day, every single day of our lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we have that covered in the regret field. We yeah. we know that ahead, on our yeah. deathbed, we are going to be like, I'm so glad that I picked that career. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, people that are listening, like, I've worked in a corporate job for 20 years. Yeah. And I don't really have too much regret i do have some Mm -hmm. but one of them is being you know a woman in her 40s looking at the choices i've made over my life and and i do work in a corporate job Mm -hmm. but i wish someone had given me the advice that i give rio now because frankly i don't really think that that's the choice i would have made had i had more information because i grew up dancing like rio um i danced professionally at disneyland for a stint and really thought I was going to make that my career. But I didn't because I had my father's mentorship in my ear telling me, Tamara, the way you succeed in life is to make money. Right. And to make money is not by doing that artsy-fartsy stuff. It's yeah. by going and Ugh. getting a corporate job, working there for many, many years, and then retiring with all of these things. Well, I feel like, again, their value was yeah. was having money to have things. My value, I really don't value money no, or the things I, money buy, you know? I, I agree. And, and, I, and let me just be very clear on this. My father was giving me the best advice he could with the knowledge that he right. had. Yeah. With his tools he was giving oh, in yeah. his life. And it was, was out of love. You. And he really wanted what was what he thought was right for me. He wanted me to be safe and financially sound. Not ever really understanding or realizing that, you know what, making maybe half the money yeah. or not. I mean, like, I don't even know, like, what could have happened had right. I pursued... And you I know. feel like a lot of people don't know, especially in those older generations, because yeah. they never tried. Yeah, they did. Well, and it's funny, too, because my father was very much of an entrepreneurial. Well, you yeah. were telling mm-hmm. telling us during planning about his one regret of wanting to have a ranch. Oh, I have to share this. And sorry, Dad, if you don't want anyone to know Ooh. this, but... Um, my father has always loved horses and loved animals. And, you know, he's 70 ish now and retired and he hates being retired. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and um, I said to him, well, what would you like to do now? You know, now that you have all this time. And he said, well, if I could have when I was younger, I would have had a ranch. <laughs> and okay. I was like, what? Dad? I'm like, why in the world did you not do this? Yeah, and then why don't you have one? And B, why are we not making plans for you to do this now? I know. He's like, oh, I'm not a strong young man anymore. <laughs> and I can't do that. And I said, well, that's why you hire people. Yeah. Like you can be the mastermind behind it. it and go brush horses <laughs> and turn cattle out and all that stuff. But, you know, that he regrets that. You mm-hmm. can see it on him. Mm-hmm. And that makes me sad. It's like a it's like a deep regret that it is when, a deep. when people stare off into space, you know that that's what they're thinking about. Yeah, like shoulda, he, coulda, woulda. He deeply oh. regrets not doing that. And I, I, buy I, him a ranch. I, know, <laughs> I know, no, you're not even kidding. I'm like, like make if, a wish. if I could have like snapped my fingers at that moment and put him on a ranch in Montana, and I was like, Dad, I was like, we could mastermind this. I, I was like, come on, mm-hmm. and he just doesn't want to. So, 
Yeah. I, I think that's don't it's I wish I hadn't worked so hard. I know. I, I hopefully I feel like there's a lot, you know, even in media too, you know, do what you wanna do, be who you wanna be. I feel like this kind of regret hopefully will kind of disintegrate in the future. And I, our generation will do what we wanna do. I see a lot of promise in your generation. Mm -hmm. It makes me very, very happy. And even though I have pangs of sadness when I look at my life, I'm making choices now to kind of write that. That's what I was going to say. Mm -hmm. Is Because maybe the reason that you don't regret your corporate job as much as you think you would is because you still allow yourself yes. to do other projects and yeah. you don't let your corporate job run, run your, your life. life. No, it doesn't run my life. And I'm so grateful right. for my job there and grateful for my work group and, and some of the things that I've been able to do. Because funny, right? Like I'm a data analyst. Like would you ever even imagine that? <laughs> no. I study prescription drug data and I have for like 20 years and I find it so interesting. A little like artsy tree huggy mom is like, I'm a data analyst for prescription drugs. You can't <laughs> like, even uh. imagine some of the stuff I've seen in my life there. And so no, yeah, I that part I don't regret. Like mm -hmm. I, I, there are facets of what I did there that I find exciting and wonderful and and still even to this day but had I had my ruthers I wish that I had gone a different path like mm -hmm. and so now I can kind of do that creatively right. with the stuff the projects that I you do now you caught yourself before it was too late <laughs> essentially so that you don't feel like it was such a waste yeah no no that's no. the saddest part is people on their deathbed feeling like they like wasted parts of their life yeah. like you you're essentially dying unhappy because you if I feel like the goal should be on your deathbed being like, I did it. Like, yeah. I did what I wanted to do. Maybe I didn't reach my end goal, but I was working towards it, exactly. and that's all I could ask yeah. for. And I can tell you with my grandmother, too, because she was so feisty, that woman, and so smart, so, mm -hmm. so smart. Like, I, I look at her life and think, had she been turned loose <laughs> and different from the choices she like made... I would have known her. Oh, God, she would have been a mastermind. Yeah. So... I, on her deathbed, I did not feel regret from her in that regard. Like she made choices and by God, she stuck to them. Yeah. Like she was happy with the choices she made. And there were times that like my mom and I would take her to a doctor's appointment or whatever. And she would, my mom would be up like at the front desk and my grandmother would grab a hold of me and she'd be like, tell Judy to not be here. I, I just, I want to die. Like, <laughs> let me go. No, and so, did, I and, remember. and so my, my grandmother and I would have conversations about her death and like, and she was ready. Mm -hmm. Like she did not, she was not fearful of it. Well, I feel like her openness in life kind of, when you're open like that, like we were talking about letting people see your mm -hmm. vulnerability and see who <laughs> you really are. I feel like she did a good job of that. So she didn't necessarily regret everything in her life. No, no, no. She made choices and she she yeah. was good by her choices. Well, she, she outweighed like yep. we should well, we should get into this right now. The the will I regret doing it more, or will I regret not doing it more? And she was comfortable in her decisions, even though it might not have been the hundred percent good yeah. right one. She right. knew that she was picking that for a reason. And that she had to accept it before she, you know, chose to do what she did. And it was right for her. Like, right. I think that's the, the point exactly. that, like, a lot of the family couldn't really come to witness was that we might have wanted different choices for her, but she was happy. The life happy. she wanted yes. to live, she lived. She lived that life right. and she was happy. Yeah. So that's why, you know, her death was beautiful. And anyway, the, the next one I want to look at, too, this is the first one and the most common one that this um, hospice nurse writes about in the top five regrets of the dying is um, I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself 
and not the life others expected of me. That one is so prevalent. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of encompasses all of them together. Yeah. Yeah. And everything that we're about on this show. Like this one really hit me hard. She says most people did not honor even half of their dreams and had to die knowing that it was due to choices they had made or not made. You have to sit down and really truly think about how many times in your life you've lived for somebody else. Because Yvonne and I are only 19 and we have had plenty of occasions where we've like, lived for somebody else. Like yeah. a moment in, t- in time where we were, every decision we were making for is to please else. somebody else or to get something out of somebody else yeah, and not for ourselves. And we'll pick this up here in a minute and get kind of more into the gory details of that. Gory. <laughs> for now, well, let's sure. take a break. And I'm Yvonne Allen. You're listening to Paper Hope Next Generation on Voice America. the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. listening to the paper hope next generation want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show please send an email to info at paperhope.com that's info at paperhope.com now back to rio tamra and yvonne on paper hope next generation welcome back to the program paper hope next generation on the voice mirror room hammer channel <laughs> i'm rio wade it's our last segment because i'm getting crazy You've had too much coffee. And we were all singing. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't oh singing. We were being musical effects. <laughs> Whatever. That was oh, fun. Uh, we probably regret it. Um, <laughs> I don't regret that. I don't regret anything. Which is the topic of the day is regret. Um, kind of 
going through some hard evidence of regret, people on their deathbed, what they regret, um, and kind of applying that to ourselves and taking it as a lesson to not do what they did because the goal I feel in life is to not have any regrets on your deathbed. And if you have regrets now, there are ways to work through them, which we will briefly talk about in the ending of the show or part two. Um, But for now, I kind of want to get what the actual definition of regret is, just in case you didn't really know what it was. Yeah, because you know what? I think that this can be very confusing. Mm -hmm. Like, I have a lot of different feelings about the word regret and what it conjures up in me when I think about having regret. Because you know what it feels like, but do you know what what those feelings are? Yeah. Essentially. So just, just a random definition from the Google Um, from the google from the google um to feel sad or disappointed over something that has happened or been done especially the loss of a missed opportunity Mm -hmm. yep Uh, a feeling of sadness disappointment uh synonyms for this are remorse sorrow guilt yeah so not so positive emotions associated with this regret thing yeah yeah kind of a negative thing it it reminds me of like a feeling of loss and like deep sadness, like reading those five from the gal that wrote that book. Mm-hmm. Um, Just the top five regrets of the dying. Like, yeah, that's well, basically something that could have been is dead. Like you no longer have the opportunity to do those things. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's deep shit. <laughs> it is deep. It really is. Yeah, it is. It um, is. So there's, I know I want to get into some of the gory details from, what we were talking about in the last segment, but I just want to ask this question. Do you think you can live a life without regret? I think you can start living a life without regret. Like if you can understand, like me, I kind of grasped that concept at a younger age where I decided I'm not going to live with regret after going through what I did. I'm just, I decided to let it go, overcome it and go through the steps, which I hope we'll take another whole show to. Yes, we will definitely get into how you can do that and the process of it. And, just start living life to where you can understand, like accept the challenges that you're faced with and overcome them in a manner that you can let it make you stronger as a person mm-hmm. instead of bring you down as much as it could. Mm-hmm. Right. Like a lot of times I feel like people regret being in relationships with people that they shouldn't have been in. Mm-hmm. Like I know Yvonne and yeah. I have some of those, <laughs> but the way to overcome regret is to sit down and think of the positives that came out of the scenario. You know, like, I like yours, the like, between you and your ex-boyfriend and how it's helped you now in yeah. your current relationship. Because it's so funny because my boyfriend now has an ex-girlfriend that I was friends with in high school, and so I know her. And he's just recently starting to open up to me and tell me stories about their relationship and how, you know, essentially crazy she was and would do these things and that things. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I literally did the same thing in my last relationship as his ex-girlfriend. And so I'm like, whoa. Like, that is crazy that you and I are dating right now. And I did the same exact things as somebody that you're claiming that you hate. So, but you didn't do them to him. No, you I were, didn't do them that to him. That behavior was what you had in your prior right. relationship. And yes, I regretted behaving that way. And I, I don't know. Maybe I'm deciding right now that there's a positive form of regret because I regret yeah. doing those things in the relationship with my ex. But now I know not to do them again. I don't think it's a positive form of regret. I think you can form regret into positivity you can be resilient yeah and yeah. find the resilience and in the situation and never do those things <laughs> exactly. again in, in fear of regretting them again making because you it know a if lesson you regret them the first time you're going to regret it the next time right exactly. so i think you guys have kind of answered the question is that y- you really can't live a life no, without regret I don't think you can but you can take those moments and make them learning opportunities yeah. so that yeah. y- you don't 
keep doing the same problems over and over again. Yeah. Because it can uh, form into a lesson to help you become a stronger person. Yeah. So I don't regret that relationship with my ex because I know that positivity came out of it Mm -hmm. with my new relationship. But I do regret how I acted after we broke up because, and this goes into one of the five that we were talking about, is I was living for him afterwards. Mm. I was literally doing everything I could for him to like me again is he had a friend that one of the reasons we broke up is because he had this best friend who I did not like. And she, I feel like they were a better match. Mm -hmm. They were more compatible than him and I. And I was always so jealous and like so upset that like they had this relationship and we couldn't figure out how to have that relationship. So I would, this is so sad, but I would literally watch TV shows that they, I would hear them discussing and I would listen to bands and music that they were discussing. Mm -hmm. And I would, you know, look up things like they would always talk about Star Wars or like TV shows that they watched when they were little. And I would always look them up and like try to be well-versed in the topics that they were talking about so that I could approach him and talk about the things that they talked about in hopes that we would have the same relationship that they had. And that's what I regret. I don't regret the relationship is I regret trying to hold on to it and trying to be someone that I wasn't so that he would like me. Wow. Because in my opinion, there's zero justification for me behaving like that. And I feel like that's true regret is when you're like, there was literally zero positivity that could have came out of that situation. So why the hell did I do it in the first place? That's extremely powerful what you just shared. I like, I think about it and it literally makes me want to throw up because I'm like, I'm not that person at all. Like why in the world was I being so pathetic? Like, that's what I feel like, is I felt like I was pathetic. And then what came out of that is his friends were my friends because we dated for so long that we kind of just, like, integrated friendships. And all of those people saw me being pathetic. They saw me, like trying with all my might to get him to like me again because I wasn't being very coy about it or smart (laughs) about it because there's no smart way to go about trying to make your ex like you again. And so I was going to school with these people that were seeing me be so stupid and pathetic and then there was just embarrassment and there was just shame and there was just all these negative emotions and I felt like I like couldn't escape myself because I was just surrounded by people that saw me be so pathetic and it was just this big explosion of like Jesus like what did I do to myself and that I that is something I regret more than anything I feel do you see though just listening to you share that I mean do you see how if you hadn't experienced that how potentially your future relationships would be different. Well, I would have done it again if I didn't regret that. You didn't that. feel it, the, the shame yeah. of it to yeah. that extent. If I would have ignored the regret in that situation, yeah. I would have done it again and again and again. Yeah, and, and you again. would have been in this horrible cycle. And I would have subconsciously felt the regret and it would have started eating me alive from yeah. the inside. Yeah. Just like any negative emotion you keep inside yourself, it would have driven, 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 driven. driven. It would have driven me crazy, (laughs) essentially, in the long run, if I would have held on to those feelings and not recognized that I actually regret doing them. Uh, In in this, I want to talk, excuse me, just a little bit about the resilience of shaking off that feeling. What did you do to kind of remedy some of these bad feelings that you were having? During the period when I was trying to get him to like me is when I was growing my friendship with Summer. And she was there and she saw me Mm -hmm. do these stupid, pathetic (laughs) things. 
And she just kind of, like, ignored it because she – obviously, you're so, like, within yourself in that point in time. There's no reasoning with you. If somebody were to try to tell me, like, stop doing that, I would be like, no. Like, get, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. But she, lo- she loved you enough to give you the space. Right. She knew that I would get over it mm-hmm. eventually. So she was kind of there just watching. And then finally, when I sat down and I looked at her and I'm like, I did a bad thing. <laughs> she was like, yes, you did. And I was like, what do I do? She's like, well – I did it once before, but I don't think we should dwell on it because we got this concert to go to and I can't have you all mopey about it. So I understand. And you and I both know you did something stupid, but, you know, let's it's get okay. over it. It's okay. Yeah. So to quote like Brene Brown, because I love her <clears throat> and I think everyone should read her books on shame. Shame can't live when it's met with empathy. Exactly. I just want you girls and everyone listening to understand that. And if you feel shame to look up Brene and get some help with it, because what Rio did with that really awful feeling that you were having, and it still gives you twinges now. I'm like, I but how you continue to be resilient is to share your story with people who will be empathetic and greet you with empathy like summer did so that you can then realize, okay, it wasn't good. It wasn't smart, but you don't feel so gross about yourself. Yeah. Else accepts it. Yeah. And she loved you in spite of, if she doesn't hate me for it, I shouldn't hate me for it because exactly. Why? Exactly. So Ladies and folks listening, if you are suffering from regret that is giving you shame or guilt, I want to encourage you to find that special friend that you have. Now, this is the person you trust. Right. This isn't yeah. your... You cannot confide no. with things that you regret in other people no. because that is the worst animal. No. Don't yeah. do that, but share it with someone that you trust and who's going to keep your confidence and keep your feelings safe. Because let me tell you, my buddy Stacy, when I sit down with her, just like you did with Summer, and I'm like, whoa, I did something really bad. Yeah, and she's like, girl, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> that was really dumb, Tam. I mean, I feel like another thing, too, is she was, Summer was like, well, you're still yourself. Like, exactly. yep. they, they, what's the word? They can't take who you they are. They reinforce or they, they, I don't know. They validated who you yeah. were by They're you. They're like, we know, we know you did a bad thing, but you're mm-hmm. still Rio. And if you don't want to do the bad thing, don't do it again. Yeah. <laughs> so, Lesson learned. Yeah. Learn. You're like, I don't think yeah. any differently of you. I think that's what I was trying to get at. Yeah. She didn't see yeah. me any differently, even though I felt like people were looking at me as a different person. Nope. She loved you in spite of and in, in with everything else. <sighs> oh, this yeah. topic is just like. I know. I think we're running out of time. Ooh. And you know what? We're going to have so to. Too. We're going to have to revisit <laughs> uh-huh. um, the overcoming it of, makes me dizzy thinking about things like that. I'm I know. I'm like, oh my God. So we'll revisit this because I know that we have other stories to share about regret. Oh, yeah. And if you're listening and you have some stories about regret that you want to share with us, you can do so in a very safe and loving environment. And how you overcame them. And how you overcame them. And you can, me. You can, them. <laughs> you can write us at info at paperhope.com or you can find us on Facebook paper at paper hope we're also on the twitter paper hope blog and instagram if you want to see a photo of rio's flannel shirt (laughs) (laughs) so thank you so much for listening to our show today i know we're gonna go break stuff (laughs) it was real deep um but i hope that you can listen to the show and have a conversation with the people you love in your life and i wish i had a video camera of yvonne right now (laughs) i love you yvonne I do in every way. <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta go. I know, so take oh. us out. Okay. I just hit myself in the face on the microphone because, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, okay, anyway, uh, we'll see you next week or li- whatever. Goodbye. We'll see you. We'll see, you. <laughs> see ya. We are 
Paper Hope Next, Next Generation Voice America um, Empowerment Channel. We love you guys. Bye. Oh <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to Paper Hope Next Generation. Be sure to check out the blog at paperhope.com for more during the week. And we hope to see you again next Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Bye for now. Bye.